This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Okay, we're here in the... We're here in the historic Al Shul. We have the privilege to have the Rav here, the Rav Rabbi Hanana Ben Abu, who's the Rav here in the Al Shul. We have our friend Rabbi Shlomo. We just want to say a few words about the Al Shul. The Rav will tell us a little bit about it, and then Rabbi Shlomo will tell us about the current state of the Beis HaKnesses. The Al Shul lived from 1508 to 1593. Now, if you're a Rav, what's the best compliment you could get? Some people say they were inspired. Okay, big deal, they're inspired. People get inspired. You can read the telephone book, people get inspired. <laughs> people say that they learned something new. The biggest compliment you could get is that, Rav, what you said was the MS. And that is what the Arizal said about the Alshech HaKadosh. V'kivon el ha-MS bidrashoysav. Now, it's interesting. We know that the Alshech came from a family of Spanish exiles. And in the times of the Gerushe Sfarad, many of the Yidin were very despondent and depressed. Because giving up their religion publicly, they felt they were Chayiv Kares. And if you're Chayiv Kares, it's something that weighs on the soul and there's no way to free yourself from it. So the Chachamim felt that if they reinstated Smicha, then they could reinstate Bezin. If they reinstate Bezin, they could give Malkus. And if they give Malkus, they could free people from Chayiv Kares. And this would give the... Spanish exilees some respite. So the Maribe Rav here in Sfas reinstituted smicha. He gave smicha to four people. One of them was Maran Bet Yosef. The Bet Yosef gave the Bet Yosef was the only one who continued the smicha process, and he gave smicha to. So the Beis Yosef gave smicha to only one person, to the Alshech Hakadosh. The Alshech Hakadosh also gave smicha. The Alshech Hakadosh gave smicha to Reb Chaim Vital. So it's interesting, the Alshah Kodesh was the Rebbe, Reb Chaim Vital. Meanwhile, Reb Chaim Vital is busy learning Kabbalah from the Arizal. And Alshah Kodesh says, says, Talmud, where are you going? I'm going to learn Kabbalah from the Ari. So the Alshah said, I also want to go learn Kabbalah from the Ari. The Ari told the Alshah, no, you can't go. You can't go. The Alshah said, what do you mean? My Talmud, my Talmud, Reb Chaim Vital is going to learn Kabbalah and I can't learn Kabbalah? The Arizal said, you can't come. The Alshah begged the Arizal. Finally, the Arizal said, listen, you came to this world to teach Drush. You did not come to, to learn Kabbalah. The proof will be, I'm going to teach you Kabbalah, and every time I teach you Kabbalah, you're going to fall asleep. And B'kach Hava, every time the Ari taught the Kabbalah, the Alshech fell asleep. That's why I don't get insulted when people fall asleep, because they heard my shurim in a different Gilgal, and they did not come to this world to hear my shurim this time around. But, now... The interesting, the Alshech had a son who veered off and he went to the Arizal and the Arizal composed a special tefillah for the Alshech HaKadosh to recite, to be machzer his son, B'tshuva, that's printed. You can look in the Siddur, Masak Midvash, by the Bracha of Hashivenu. There's a tefillah that the Arizal composed for the Alshech HaKadosh. Now when the Alshech gave drashos, when the Alshech gave Joshua's, he had an amazing audience. The whole city of Tzvaz came. The Beis Yosef came. The Arizal came. Reb Chaim Vital came. And one particular Joshua, the Alshech was discussing this week's parsha. It says by Lavan that he tricked Yaakov Avinu Asaras Moinim a hundred times. And the Alshech was explaining every trick that Lavan played on Yaakov Avinu. 
And the Arizal was laughing. The Arizal thought it was the funniest thing in the world. The Arizal couldn't wipe the smile off his face. And then the Arizal ran out of the shul. And they, they asked Ari, Arizal, why were you laughing? He says, I was laughing because you wouldn't believe it. He was mechaving to every single trick of Lavan. And the proof is, because not only did the Beis Yosef come to the drasha, not only did Reb Chaim Bital, not only did I come, Lavan also came to the drasha. <laughs> Lavan was in the shul. And Lavan was nodding his head. Oh, I can't believe you got my trick. I can't believe you got it. But Arizal says, I can't be at a shir together with Lavan. So I had to leave the shir. <laughs> so that's this week, Parshas Vayetze. The al has an amazing approach to Sefer Bereshis. He says that when Adam Harishain ate from the Yitz Hadas, and Chava ate from the Yitz Hadas, Ba Nachash Chava Vahito Ba Zuhama. The Nachash injected Chava with a spiritual contamination. And the job of the Avais HaKadoshim was to expunge the Zuhama of the Ched of So Avram Avinu, in order to get out, you know what Zuhama is? So nowadays they have a crock pot. And in the crock pot you have a plastic lining. So when the Shabbos is over, you just throw out the plastic lining and the pot is good to go. But I remember my grandmother when she used to make cholent, it... You know, there's no plastic lining. You have zuhama. zuhama. You have this week's cholent and last week's cholent and three weeks ago's cholent. That's why the cholent had much better flavor. Because so zuhama is grime, and the grime of the sinai tzedas was still in the avay sakdashim. So Avram Avinu expunged it, and he expunged the zuhama in the guise of Yishmael, and that's why Yishmael was born first. And Avram Avinu was infertile until much, much later in life. And then when he expunged almost all of the Zuama, then Yitzchak was born. Then the Alshech writes, in order for Yitzchak to get out whatever little Zuama he had, Yaakov and Esav had to be born at the same time, so that all the Zuama left in Yitzchak would go to Esav, and Yaakov would be born Shalem. And that's why Yaakov Avinu, Vahisa, Mitasai, Shlema, says the Alshech HaKadosh. The Alshech was the one who created Kupas Rabbi Meir Baal Hanes. So the Alshech's drashais, which we have his svarim on many, many of the Sefer Tanakh, we have Chavatzelos HaSharon on Sefer Daniel, Shoshana Samakim on Shir Shirim, Rav Peninim on Mishle, we have Torah Smoisha on the Torah, and many people would think, okay, the Alshech wrote so, ma- so much drush, he probably spent the whole week learning Chumash. The Alshech did not learn Chumash, not on Sunday, not on Monday, not on Tuesday, not on Wednesday, and not on Thursday. The entire week he was devoted to Shas and Poiskim, except for Yom Ashishi, where he was learning Chumash. And uh, the parish of the Alshech comes from the one day of the week that he was devoted to his parish al Hatayra. So, Zechusa Yoyin Elena, we're going to hear a few words from the Rav Shlita and Rav Shlomo. How many time I have? How much time you have? Yeah. Not more than two hours. <laughs> a few minutes. Kama dakot. Kama dakot. Kama. Kama atarot sele dagar. Tagidli kama in the bell. Five minutes. Five minutes. Oh, one second. Moroccan. Moroccan? Okay. <laughs> ברשותכם, ברוכים הבאים. Welcome. 
אני רוצה להתחיל בסיפור קטן על אלשיך, ולאחר מכן נדבר על, אל, על הבית כנסת עצמו. הגבאי שלנו נמצא כאן, קוראים לו יוסף בוכניק, ומסופר שהאלשיך, כשהוא נתן פה את הדרשות שלו, אז הגבאי שמע גם כן את הדרשות של האלשיך הקדוש. יום אחד האלשיך הקדוש אמר שרצויים לפני השם לחם התמיד. לחם שהיו מקריבים, שהיו שמים בבית המקדש. הגבאי הלך הביתה ואמר לאשתו, תקשיבי, הרב אלשיך הקדוש אמר שרצוי מאוד שאנחנו נעשה לחם, מהיום את תאפיל שני לחמים ואני אשים אותם כאן בארון הקודש. היא אמרה לו, אם האלשיך הקדוש אמר, אני בטח אעפה מהיום והלאה. יוסף בוכניק. He was talking about, he was doing the drasha, and, he, and, he, and the, the, the Gabbai at the time heard the rabbi talk about making two loaves of bread and putting it in the Echad. So he comes back to his wife and he says, this is what the Elshir says we should do. She said, if that's what the Elshir says to do, we're going to do it. ומאותו יום, כל יום שישי, היא הייתה מכינה שני לחמים, והוא היה שם אותם בארון הקודש. So every week she used to prepare two loaves of bread and he used to put it into the Arona Kodesh. The senior Gabbai, uh, who was on top of this guy, would come in in the morning early, open the Echad, see two loaves of bread and then take it. And This happened every week, but he was curious. Who was putting these loaves of bread in the Echad? יום אחד הוא החליט להישאר פה לראות מי שם את הלחמים האלה. So one Friday night he decided he's going to secretly stay here and find out who it is that's putting the, the bread in the Echad. עד שהוא ראה את הגבאי המשני שהוא מביא שני לחמים. הוא שואל אותו, מה אתה עושה? הוא אומר, מה אני עושה? על שיח הקדוש אמר שהלחמים האלה הם רצויים לפני השם. והנה עובדה שכל השבוע אני מביא את הלחמים האלה, והשם אוכל אותם. הוא אומר לו, הגבאי הראשי טיפש כמוך, אני אוכל אותם כל שבוע. בלילה הגיעו לאלשיך ואמרו לו, תגיד לגבאי הראשי שמחר הוא מת. אלשיך שואל למה, מה הוא עשה? הוא אומר כי הלחמים שאותו איש תמים היה מביא אותם היו רצויים לפני השם כמו בזמן בית המקדש. 
ולכן, זה שהוא בגללו הוא הפסיק את הלחמים האלה, אין לו יותר זכות לחיות. אתם עומדים במקום מאוד קדוש. המקום שאתם עומדים זה מקום שהוא לא נקרא על שם על שם האלשך הקדוש, אלא של האלשך הקדוש. פה במקום שאתם עומדים, האלשך הקדוש עמד ודרש את דרשותיו. כשהארי יושב כאן, רבי יוסף קארו יושב כאן, יושבים ושומעים את הדרשות. ולכן זה לא מקום על שמו של האלשיך, לא כמו כל בתי הכנסת על שם, אלא בית כנסת הוא של האלשיך הקדוש. הקירות האלה שאתם רואים הם בני 600 שנה. So this is the very holy place you're staying in. The Asha himself would give his famous drashot from here, and his audience were no less than the Ariya Kodosh uh, uh, and uh, Yosef Cairo uh, and uh, other very important uh, rabbis in, in Tzfat. And uh, the walls are, are vibrating that, uh, that holiness of the Al-Sheikh. קיבלו את התואר הקדוש. הראשון שבהם זה היה אלשיך הקדוש. אחריו זה היה אור החיים הקדוש. הארי הקדוש היה בתקופתו של אלשיך, והרביעי זה השלה הקדוש. לא כל אחד מקבל תואר שכזה עם, עם עוצמה שכזאת, כשהארי העיד שאלשיך... ההסבר שלו זה אחד משבעים פנים שבשמיים קיבלו את ההסברים שלו. So the Rav says that there are only four people, four rabbis in the history of our heritage that were called Kadosh. Ari HaKadosh, Al-Sheikh HaKadosh, Orachayim HaKadosh, and Shla HaKadosh. And so it's not for nothing that he was called HaKadosh. His drashot uh, that we're learning, it's, it's, it's as if he is able to read inside the minds of the characters of the Bibles. I mean, he's so holy that the Ari described his drashot as being one of the 70 accepted um, interpretations of the Torah from the, from the heavens. Ayu b'tzfat shtei re'idot adama. Achat l'fnei 180 shana, v'achat l'fnei 197 שבעים שנה בין רעידה לרעידה. הבית כנסת הזה הוא הבית כנסת היחיד שהצליח להחזיק מעמד את שתי הרעידות בלי שיקרה לו שום דבר. לפני כמה שנים הייתה מלחמת לבנון השנייה ב-2006 וירדו על צפת הרבה מאוד טילים ואחד הטילים נפל פה בבית שסמוך לנו הבית קרס כולו הבית כנסת אבוהב הקיר קרס 
ולבית כנסת לא קרה שום דבר. And one of the rockets landed in the house next door, but there's a big house in between the Abu Hafshul and the, Ari, and the uh, Al-Sheikh Shul. And that house was completely destroyed. One of the walls uh, connecting with the Abu Hafshul was destroyed, and this shul was completely intact. The Beit Knesset is the only place in the world that there is no help of women. Al-Sheikh did not agree that there is no help of women. אני אסיים בסיפור קטן ברשות הרב, דקה אחת ברשותכם. לפני שלושים שנה הגעתי לבית הכנסת כאן, אני אסיים בסיפור הזה. וכשהגעתי לכאן, ראיתי שאין עזרת נשים. ניגשתי לגבאי הראשי, אמרתי לו, תקשיב, יש חתונות, יש בריתות, יש בר מצוות, צריך להכניס לכאן עזרת נשים, בוא נבנה עזרת נשים. So uh, the Rav says that um, we, before 30 years, uh, the Rav came to the shul and he noticed that there was no uh, women's gallery. Um, and he asked the, the leading rabbis, let's put a women's gallery in the shul. And אתה לא תעשה. אמרתי לו, תקשיב, אני מוכן לנסוע לרב מרדכי אליהו. אם הרב מרדכי אליהו יגיד לעשות פה עזרת נשים, אתה מסכים? הוא אומר, אני לא מסכים, אבל תעשה. And I don't agree. So the Rav, Rav Hanania said, I'll go to Rav Mordechai Eliyahu, who was the chief rabbi of Israel at the time. And if he accepts, would you accept? He says, I don't accept, but if he says yes, then go ahead and do it. ניגשתי לרב מרדכי אליהו ואמרתי לו, כבוד הרב, סיפרתי לו את הבית כנסת של אלשיך, 600 שנה וזה. בשום פנים ואופן אל תיגע בבית כנסת. אמרתי לו, הרב, אבל אין עזרת נשים. הוא אומר, אם האלשיך לא עשה, אתה תעשה? אמרתי לו, בסדר, כבוד הרב. שבת שאחרי זה אני מגיע לבית הכנסת, הגבאי יושב איפה שהרב יושב, זה המקום שלו. זה פה יושב, עכשיו הוא היה מגיע זה, איך שאני נכנס, נכנס לבית הכנסת, הוא ישר קופץ עליי, נו, מה הרב אמר? מה הרב אמר? תותן, תגיד שבת שלום. חכה, מה הרב אמר? תן לי לנשום, תן... מה הרב אמר? הוא אמר לא לעשות. אמרתי לך, אמרתי לך. He jumped up to him and says, uh, what did the Rav, what did Rav Mordechai Eliyahu say? He said, don't put it. He said, I told you not to, I told you. ולכן באמת אנחנו משתדלים להשאיר את בית כנסת בקדושתו, וכמעט, כמו שאתם רואים, כמעט אין שום שינוי. 
הרצפה, הקירות, ככה 600 שנה, כמעט ולא נגענו בבית כנסת, הוא נשאר כפי שהוא, בצורה האותנטית שלו, כמעט 600 שנה. ברוכים הבאים.